I don't believe that balance exists. I believe it's wholeness. I'm whole to begin with, but I I have work to do. Wholeness to me is being able to be your own bridge to your heart, through your heart. Today I wanted to share a podcast interview I did for True Hope Canada. It was a great conversation and I thought it would be a great idea to share it here on the Wholeness Network podcast. So enjoy. Hello, good day, greetings, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining True Hope Cast, the official podcast of True Hope Canada. Now this podcast, True Hope Cast, is... But it really takes a deep dive into mental health, many psychological and physiological aspects. And this is the show for you if you're looking for motivation, inspiration, knowledge and solutions. And that's really what we're all about here at True Hope Canada. True Hope Canada is a mind and body based supplement company that is dedicated first and foremost to promoting brain and body health through non-invasive nutritional means. For more information about us, you can visit truehopecanada.com. Today, though, I welcome Michelle Wingle to the show now. She is a gifted teacher healer and mentor. She is trained and certified in natural healing, CBT and neuro-linguistic programming. Michelle has also been featured in Women's Health Magazine in several TV segments. Her take on weight loss is quite revolutionary. She helps her clients understand and take action and at the same time supports them in learning to love themselves as they are. She authored the book, A Mentality Workout Exercises for Permanent Weight Loss in 2015 after keeping her own weight off for eight years. Today, we're going to be discussing the wrong and right approaches to weight loss. Enjoy the show. Okay, well, welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining True Hope Cast. I really appreciate your time today. I'd love to, um, I can't wait to like learn more about you and what you do, but how are you? What is going well? Great. I'm so grateful to be here. And I, I love the idea of true hope. I think hope is underrated i think sometimes we think of hope as like uh, crossing our fingers you know or just please 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 but i think we can look at hope as this opening up and a powerful way to manifest what we want you know to think of hope in in that way and so i really love that i love the message of of hope and and of what uh you you guys are on a vision to do. So I'm grateful to be here. I, um, I love talking with like-minded people and discussing everything wellness and wholeness. So yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Everything's today. Everything's going great. It's a little rain, rainy outside, but I'm ready to, you know, it's got those fall, you got those fall, um, those fall warms, cozies and, uh cuddlies and i'm so i'm kind of excited for that to start you know it's been it's been it's just usually it's been what's been warm and then all of a sudden it just changed in the last few days so now it's kind of fun to to move into that winter mode <laughs> yeah i think it's interesting that the uh like that those warm spring summer months you know that there are you know a certain period of time like four five six months and then everyone's kind of ready to kind of like settle down a little bit more and yeah get the warm clothes out and it's you know surely it's a you know sure it's a it's about you know staying warm and cozy and maybe slowing things down a little bit but yeah. you know it's it's very important to recognize that you know our our biology was designed to very much like slow down and literally do nothing um, yes. during these times so it's important that we maybe re recognize that we shouldn't be going so so fast and going at 100 miles an hour during those winter months as well you know we should be working with the seasons not just with our our food but also like our our work habits our stress habits all of those things so yeah it's a good it's yeah. a good reminder when the weather gets when the weather gets a bit chillier we should take that as a message that you know it's it's time to time to slow down a little time bit to wind down yeah yeah, yeah I, I agree that the earth is letting us know things are going to be different for a minute yeah and, certainly yeah. those those transition periods are very very important whether they're just big ones like the seasons or even just going from like night to day or from home life to work life like it's important to stay conscious and aware of these like time transitional periods and have um consciousness around that and be be aware that that's a that's a, tr a transition time is very very important it's it's the way the way life is and we can you know we can put a lot of energy into you know doing 
being kind of ready for those things i suppose rather than like i don't know mourning the summer but you know we'll be right it will it will come again there's no doubt about that right right <laughs> well why don't you let us know who you are and what it is that you do please okay well uh i what am i i i'm very different than i was maybe 10 years ago um i was very much being a mom and and being making sure spelling tests got studied for and shoe sizes were brought up to date but um things my 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 husband started to have some emotional uh maybe even some mental health issues and so we went to the doctor and um and it, it you know that was helpful it, it probably saved him we went to the doctor and we spent probably five years at least you know on this journey of of changing medications and trying it and feeling it work for a while and then um it kind of fizzling out um in fact i was looking at i kept a really dedicated journal during that time so we could keep track of what was happening because there was just this something in the air something wrong you know and so as we were kind of going through that with him um somehow it came into my life just some of these holistic ways of doing things um my i had a friend that would just kind of say these strange things about what she was learning from another friend of hers and and how she would go to have these appointments at this lady that did this thing called reiki and and i just would kind of listen and kind of you know didn't think much of it and but um you know, it's things as things started to not solve all the way through the in the medical side of things, it would kind of just come and it would just kind of work for a minute and then not work. I started to listen to her a little bit more. And I've always been inclined to really I always had this really um, interest in this idea of who we are and how that, you know, how these are our experiences affect us and that kind of a thing. So it wasn't that far of a stretch, but um, pretty soon I decided I was going to start. There was like an opportunity to take uh, a class and I took my first class and I really enjoyed it. And so from there I moved on to, uh, that was a, I took a natural healing class and I, I really enjoyed that. And then I moved into a, a master energy therapist and that was fascinating and learned lots of different things. And then I took my Reiki training and, and uh, that was really helpful. I really liked that. That was really um, a big influence on me and helped me a lot because going through having him go through his thing brought on a lot of my stuff. It was very stressful. It was, it's like sometimes we have, when we have a physical ailment, we have teams of people, you know, that come together and, and work on that ailment. I, I use this example. I have a sister, her husband was diagnosed with cancer and, you know, within days of that diagnosis, he had probably four or five doctors and they're calling each other and, and they're doing their thing to get him taken care of. And then and it was shocking to me when, and it was just kind of, I just saw it so plainly when he passed away, she had nothing, you know? And yet I felt like her injury, her wound, uh, her dis-ease, being out of ease in life was just as traumatic to her sense of well-being as his was, you know, she took this hit and there wasn't, there's just not a process to to allow that to be impactful for your life it's just kind of left up to the person to kind of do that so so and i i felt that way in um dealing with 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 my husband and seeing those kind of things it was kind of like there was these surface kind of um things to help but there was nothing that i felt went really deep and until i started to find some of these modalities i and I took a class or a certification um, called it's called heart centered therapy. And it's very much about looking at these, these signature points in our lives and how, when they're 
um, painful, whether that's mental, emotional, physical, or spiritual pain, you know, that comes in. And then to kind of bring ourselves into congruence, we kind of leave part of ourselves behind. So an example would be a lot of times in childhood, this may happen where I get in trouble, let's say I get in trouble for doing something. And maybe, maybe there's some kind of separation that happens, whether that's go to my room or sit on timeout, these kind of things. Well, our human biology wants connection and autonomy. We want two things at the same time. We want to be accepted by our group. And we also want to be a little bit of an individual. Well, in these moments where we're threatened with that separation, a lot of times we say to ourselves, oh, I got to be different so that that never happens again. And so we kind of leave behind the little pieces of ourselves. So if I get in trouble, then here's a simple example, then you know, in order to make sense of that feeling I have and to protect myself from it happening again, then I accept that I was bad in that moment, let's say. And so in order to accept that truth of I am bad, then maybe we'll let go of I'm good, you know, and we kind of compartmentalize some somewhere, put that deep away so that now things make sense in the world. We can make sense of our lives and we can move forward and so we fragment a little bit. And and so a lot of what I do is going back and finding those moments where we have fragmented the truth of, of ourselves and bring it bring it back into, into wholeness and, and to feel like we're whole and to recognize that we're always whole, but that um it's also it's a we are always whole and it's a continuous process. It's kind of a little bit of a paradox, but that um, when we in in a session or working with someone, we can bring those together until they can feel that way, till they can feel whole, they can accept their their wholeness and um, and restore those those aspects of themselves. And I I a, a while back, probably about 20, 2008, 2009, I. Um, I lost a bunch of weight. I lost a bunch of weight. And I, I've since written a book about it, uh, you know, just kind of what it was. But it, it was a real full body, emotional, mental, spiritual, physical experience. And I was featured in um, Women's Health Magazine. And we we ended up doing about six hours of interviews trying to, for this poor woman trying to understand what I had done to lose weight. She wanted to know what I ate and how much I exercised. And, and I you know, I, I kept track of what I ate, but I, I didn't restrict, you know, things particularly. And I, I didn't exercise hours a day. And so, because it was just this whole change about the way I thought about things, not just food, but about my possibilities, about my, my worth, all of those were part of this journey. And, uh, and so, you know, talking to her and I'd have other people come up, well, how did you do it? How did you do it? And they just kind of want this recipe that they can follow. And so I was sitting there trying to think about that. And, and I I was trying to come up with a way that I could explain this to someone else, you know, and um, all of a sudden, this question kind of popped in my head that said, you know, we always talk about emotional eating. What if that emotional eating is that weight from emotional eating lives in a place called the emotional body. And it was just this weird kind of different way of thinking that I hadn't ever thought about, but it was just, it just kind of like separated in within myself, these four bodies, the mental body, which is our thoughts, beliefs, uh, the way we view the world cognitively, this emotional body that is our feeling. And I mean, it's, it's almost the core of who we are. We had emotions long before we could cognitively think about something. Um, we have this spiritual body, this part of us that knows there's something bigger than us. That's uh, I love Carolyn Miss says their spiritual is the part of us that is connected to hope. I think that's a great example. Just this part of us that that's connected and that, and that finds meaning in things. There's that piece of us that's finds meaning in things. And we each see things differently when it comes to that, that part of who we are. 
And the big kicker was when I came to that physical body and I realized that those thoughts and beliefs, those emotions and that connection and meaning, I experienced those things physically in my body through sensations and that that body, which for so many of us is we, we are shameful of our bodies or we are think they're not beautiful or we judge them and to really realize that this is one of our biggest tools for experience because we come in through sensation we take in information through our senses but we also process through sensations if I have a big a uh, big sense of love or hope I am feeling that in my body through sensations even more than you know this linear cognitive experience in my head you know I am really sensing those that expression and so taking care of that physical body became something very different for me um it became taking care of that tool that vessel that can support me in having all these other areas show up in in health uh, to be because if my body is not in good shape like if it's not receiving the messages correctly then I'm having a very different experience, you know, and, and um, I think there's, I think the key in understanding ourselves a little more is to move into the body and to get familiar with those sensations, get familiar with, with those parts that are, that are um, in, in need of, of, of help or healing. And so many times those sensations have gotten, so maybe they've gotten overpowering at some point. And so we, we cut off our body and we don't feel those sensations and we stay up in our mind. And that's a lot of pain that gets manufactured yeah. because that message isn't coming through. It gets, it kind of gets stuck in a way. So I, I understand it. Cause I think if, if we're uh, there's a, there's a really good video on YouTube called the still face experiment. Have you ever heard about this still face experiment? Okay. No. So they've repeated this experiment hundreds and hundreds of times and, and it's really fascinating. And they take a baby who's usually under two and they stick them in a room with their mom and the mom is talking to them and they're kind of just playing back and forth. And they ask the mom to go still face. They ask her to just not have any expression so she's not angry she's not upset she just has no affect and again and again within two minutes they try and do it for two minutes and within two minutes the baby has gone from you know trying to get back this connection that they have trying to be seen and heard and to a full-on uh, by the end of two minutes they are in full tra trauma response you know, fight, flight, freeze, or appease. They're really uncomfortable. And so when we have these times in our lives where that has happened, it's uh, really distress stressful to our sense of well-being, this, this part of us that isn't connected. And, and if you watch that, you can see the baby. It, it, she, it, the baby is in real-life pain. And if you had to be put inside that much pain, for longer than two minutes, it would be really easy to, to cut off and to, to not feel anymore. And, you know, uh, Gabor Monte talks about that a lot in his book, in his books, but in his book scattered, you know, that that's one of the, the results that, that, that turn into an ADHD is this need to have to shut down and, and freeze in order to because that was our only, that could be what maybe, maybe many of times that was our only mm -hmm. option. And then that mechanism worked, right? It worked in that moment when it was painful, but now 20 years later, when we are in, you know, it doesn't work anymore where it's, it's kind of shut down or, and distracted. It's like, oh, let's check out here and think about things everywhere else because it's uncomfortable here because it was at a certain time. So yeah. you can see that in that um, still face experiment, you see it in real life. And it's, and I just have so much compassion for all of us. Cause I think we've had those 
those moments in different ways a lot. And I think we shut down our bodies a lot to, to, to numb that pain, you know. Certainly. We're, I mean, we're so unbelievably energetic and emotional beings regardless whether we're aware whether we're aware of it or not and we you know we're literally Mm -hmm. like antennas for frequency be that Mm -hmm. positive emotion negative emotion things going on around us things going on in our own psyche super super Mm -hmm. interesting you 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 shared so much amazing information there i want to go back to a couple of things that really stood out for me so first of all was the you had the experience with your with your husband who was going through some mental health stuff and then, you know, going through five years of, you know, working with um, conventional medical practitioners. And you also made the interesting comparison to a friend of yours whose partner had cancer. And I think the really interesting piece that I picked up on there was that, you know, you can, you can see, you can test in blood, you can do biopsies, you can do scans and you can like physically see a cancer. And that is, a very very different thing to you can't i can't see really the 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 physical matter in your brain that's causing the symptomology of depression anxiety schizophrenia bipolar etc so if we can't Mm -hmm. see it or see it on a test it's very very difficult for humans to really really understand what's going on especially when we can't like manipulate or fix it or do a surgery or give a or give a drug that's like kind of effective it's very, right. very difficult for us to to do that. And then you were talking about the the women's health magazine piece that you did and you were doing a six hour interview with this person. I'm sure this person was just trying to get out of you the specific <laughs> foods you ate and the exercise that you did, because that's how we're driven as human beings to figure out right. our problems. It's like that quick one thing you ate and that thing that you did to exercise. And then if I just do that, then I'm just going to lose my weight. Regardless right. of the obvious, obvious piece in all of that is most of us who go into let's just say like our first big diet routine where we want to lose weight and that's usually 99 times out of 100 the reason why we want to change our diet and start moving our bodies more is to lose weight because we don't feel brilliant about ourselves because right you know there's an image in society which i'm supposed to attain to be like you know successful or whatever and mm-hmm. you know that 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 plays quite deeply on our in, internal emotional state and it's just it's just super fascinating that we usually go into that new diet movement routine probably with quite a lot of let's say positive motivation because okay you've made the decision you're going to do these things this is what I'm going to do and then I'm going to do it it's yeah. so it's just so difficult to um sustain let's just say a diet restrictive um a restricted right. diet as mm-hmm. well as trying to you know move your body in a way that it's not been used to doing but like mm-hmm. let's say you've got the motivation of a couple of weeks or a few weeks before your old habits start to creep back in and you miss a workout and you like you 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 cheat on your nutrition plan or whatever let's just take mm-hmm. january every year as a prime example of yeah. how many people like <laughs> sign up for a gym for a year and they they stop going after three weeks right because the yeah, the motivation is pure. It's good. It's great. It's, but it's not. It's not deep enough. You know. It's not. It's not mm-hmm. got the emotional um, integrity and emotional power that it would be yeah. if you were if you had so much more like wrapped wrapped around it. And I'm sure, like when this this person was interviewing you, trying to figure out like what it is that you did to lose all this weight and feel good, and then it's very difficult to obviously put a formula on that. But like. Mm-hmm. it clearly sounds like you had your um like you had your emotional integrity intact around those changes because i i've done you know i i studied nutrition like eight years ago and at the beginning i was trying all these diets i was trying all these ridiculous like master master cleanse and all these things i wanted to just try it to see yeah. what it was like yeah. I, didn't rec- I didn't want to recommend something to somebody without having done it myself and right and the things, the, the things that have worked for me personally, because I used to be quite, I used to be quite heavy when I was like in my in my early twenties. The things yeah. that worked for me was when I was when I ended up like letting go a lot of the the ego and the kind of self hatred that, that that came along with like not feeling great about my body. And obviously, when you mm-hmm. do have a lot of weight and you're not eating great and you're drinking too much alcohol, you you are gonna right. like feel you're gonna feel bad most of the time, and you're not gonna remember what feeling good like is like. And when I let go of a lot of those things and I started to live in a lot more gratitude, happiness and joy, and I let go of some of the self-judgmental stuff, 
I wasn't really doing too much different with my diet and I wasn't really doing that much more exercise. It was literally, I was just changing. I was doing like, a, I'd say I was just doing an emotional cleanse. I was living more in yeah. gratitude and happiness and I was living in with like self doubt and being, you know, being egotistical and all that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And my, my body was just like, just, just working in a different way. And that must be, that must've been so difficult to explain um, right <laughs> so somebody who probably interviews people on a weekly basis on the latest diet fads and all this right. and they're just looking for like what's the, what's the simple formula what can i put on the magazine this week to yeah. you know, get trending so like yeah. did you ever come up with like explaining that that energetic kind of formula piece wrapped around those changes well I, yeah it sounds like we had kind of a similar thing and and, and that's the thing is like i I I think everything works. There's always somebody that will stand up and say, this is the greatest thing ever. This is the thing that works. But I think it's something like that you were saying. It's like it worked because there was other things that clicked into place. Like this thing, whatever it was, empowered them enough that they started to see things differently, which is a little different than that particular thing taking the weight off your body, you know, it's, it, it's there. So, so the way I, so, you know, I, I do have, I have a class. Um, it's a eight week program that I, that I, I have on my website where I, I have broken down into, you know, adding something new every week, but in the classes that I teach, this is, they, they all have uh, different principles to them. So for instance, week one is start, taking some kind of a multivitamin, some kind of a supplement. That's it. Like, and my, and the goal is, and I talk about this, I said, the goal is because what I want you to do, I want you to, to have in your mind and in your psyche and in your whole soul, I am doing everything I'm supposed to do so that those do's and don'ts can kind of go away. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, like you said, you get that motivation and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm not doing that. And and the human biology, our humanness has all, we have to accept that they have all these other parts that come in and say, yeah, but I really like that. Or I'm having a hard day today. And that's what used to be my go-to and, Mm -hmm. and that willpower. So, you know, I say, I say, we can talk about weight loss as willpower, or what if we thought about it as healing? What -hmm. if it was something that we looked at as let's go in and heal this thing you know, because, because for me, I'm talking for me, um, those food was sometimes medicine for me in a way that wasn't helpful. You know, I remember after I lost my weight one day, I was sitting there and I was really uncomfortable. I was like, what is going on today? I am just feeling it. And I had no reason for it really that I could do it. But I recognized in myself, I thought, oh, my old me would have made a big batch of chocolate chip cookies. And that's how I would have, I would have counted that day as good because of the chocolate chip cookies. And that was fine at that time. But now I knew that I was not feeling okay and that I needed to address that not feeling Mm -hmm. okay. I needed to, to acknowledge that I wasn't feeling okay instead of just, you know, I kind of touched it for five seconds, like back out over here into the cookies, you know, it was like I, and I needed to hold that for a minute. So I, I just sat there, I was in the car waiting for my daughter come, to come out of school. And I just sat there and I was just sad for a minute. I just, I, I mourned that I was sad. And I mourned that I probably felt this before. And I, and I didn't, I, I pushed it aside but I was sad in that moment. And even, even if I didn't understand all of what it was that was causing that myself to be sad, I was with myself in that, in that sad. And it, and just that, even that mind change made a difference. So, Mm -hmm. so it, it's, so my, my plan, I do have things that I have people do every week, but it's all symbolic of a bigger picture. And like, like I say, with step one, it's like, let's just, because we have so many, there's so many layers of on top of diets or losing weight, you know, it's all about what you shouldn't do or, you know, what, what's bad, what's labeled bad. And just, and it's so different. It's different for everybody. Some people, they can't have certain things and other people, it doesn't, it doesn't bother them. And so 
let's really get intuitive with our own selves and really feel ourselves what we need. And so, yeah, so I do, I have that class. I think it's just, it's just an online class. I, I think it's like a hundred bucks. It's not that expensive, but it just works you through every week. There's a new, um, just a new habit to take on and to really reflect on things that, um, and really, I hope empower people to just feel like let's, let's reprogram the way that you think about that self. So for me, that was a piece I, I had had four children and and my friend uh was having she had she had some high cholesterol and things like that so she was going and working on with a nutritionist to get her her health in in order and i saw her lose all this weight and i realized that i mean when i saw her i just went oh she had four kids like me i all of a sudden i was like oh that's not a solid fact that i can't look or be thin <laughs> if I heard fourth children. I mean, it was just some kind of a belief I had taken on that I, you know, I had sacrificed my body because I had decided to have children. I, I don't know where that came from necessarily at the time, but I, but I recognized that belief that was, you know, really uh, programming my way I was showing up in the world. And so when I uncovered that belief and it just shattered immediately, I knew within, that was one of the big ones. I knew within 24 hours that this was going to change. It was just done because that truth was not a big T truth. It was just an opinion that I held. And when I could see it as an opinion and that I could change my mind, it made, it made a huge difference. And mm -hmm. so uh, it, it wasn't, and so then I go into kind of looking at my food and all that stuff, not from this, this place vantage point of losing the weight but as in saying ah I can do that instead of like I must not do this or I must not do this it was like I can be thin like that was a huge belief that I took on I I can be thin yeah that is a possibility and I didn't have that before so yeah so I have I have outlined it to answer your question I have outlined it and uh but I and I hope people take it with their own you know, and they, they experience it in their own way and, and hopefully become empowered with it versus uh, that. And in fact, along with that, I do, I, I have a coaching program where I coach people for three months. And to me, it's more about being with that person. It's, it's more of almost like a therapy session where it's like, because I think there's a lot of, we have so much shame sometimes when we mess up, which is in quotes. Yeah. And I would and I like to work people through all that they're feeling because I, I that's just for me how I was. It was like that day I was having a hard day that day, and what would have been like if if I had somebody to go to and say, oh, like last Thursday I was just feeling it and I just wanted to eat cookies, and then you have we work through that feeling, we work mm -hmm. through that emotion, and figure that out. And um, so I think it's just kind of a fascinating way. It's very different than what you'll find, you know, what the norm is about losing weight, but yeah, it's very, it's very emotional and spiritual and mental very much. So. Oh, totally. Yeah. And it's interesting that there's, you know, there's many, um, practices like many, many therapies. I think CBT does this. I'm a little, not, mm -hmm. not too up, up to date with my CBT training, but like, uh, like, uh, going backwards from the behavior, right? So you're talking about like the behavior of like making cookies or going to buy cookies and then just like yes. smash, smashing them in 10 minutes, you know, like what well, that <laughs> yes. that's a, that's a behavior that is a result of a particular set of thoughts and emotions and, you know, something, something that's going on. Right. So like backtracking, backtracking that to the to the original thoughts that come up and like is there actually any validity to the to these thoughts that come up for me and mm -hmm. I suppose once you start um analyzing those you can actually because you're always going to feel times of sadness you're always going to feel times right. of anxiety and depression but mm -hmm. can you put can you give yourself an alternative behavior that you that you know is going to um benefit benefit you a little bit right. better like at the end of the day like i think a, i think an afternoon with a bag of cookies sounds awesome but um, <laughs> right. i also know that for that, that that going for a run or something or just you know meditating or doing some yoga or just changing my environment and recognizing that you know what it's okay to feel sad like it's okay mm -hmm. to sit with that you don't i don't have to um create a 
behavior to complete the experience of that thought, right? I can sit with it and digest it and be with it and recognize the sadness is a normal part of life mm-hmm. and, uh, and sitting with that emotional state because we're not always going to be um, capable and have the capacity to deal with all of the things that, that happen to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to ask you about, because we're, we're just gliding through this podcast at the moment and there's a yeah. bunch of things I want to talk to you about weight loss, but this has been awesome so far. Maybe we can get you back on and, and continue this further. But I want to ask Great. you, what is it, what do we clearly have wrong about like our conventional understanding of weight loss? And I'm talking about those those like men's health magazines and the women's mag- women's health magazines and the horrific YouTube ads that I see about getting abs in six weeks. Like, yeah. what do we have so fundamentally, unbelievably wrong? And what is it so? Why is it so? Why is it so? There must be a reason why that same type of publication is being pumped out there because people mm. read it and they want to grab that quick fix. So, like, what do we have wrong? And why? Why is it? Yeah. Why is the narrative not changing? I think we have, I think number one thing that we have wrong is like you mentioned before, a specific standard of what is acceptable. And and that acceptability is very narrow, like no pun intended, very narrow uh, idea of what is beauty or what is um, just the way that we're supposed to look. We're all very, very different human beings. But at this, you know, but at the same time, uh, I, I, I imagine, and, and I could be wrong, but I, I, I imagine, I, I think if we took two people and we had two people who, let's say that um, one of them is heavier and one of them's thin, and we put them on an island somewhere and fed them the exact same food, exactly the same food, um, they might look a little different but and you know so they, they wouldn't one might be very slim uh, like has smaller bones or or that's i don't know if that's a thing but like they, they would be some differences but you wouldn't have this huge obesity you know you wouldn't have this person that kept obese and this person that didn't they, they would begin to look similar so um so what is the difference then is and, and so we could just stop at that it's the food that's the difference it's and that if you just eat this food, then you're going to look like this person. But I think behind that is another step where it's like, why is that desire for food there? Our, our bodies are meant to be fueled in a certain way. And if we're eating beyond our capacity, um, something else is going on. And I, I, to me personally, I think a lot of times, well, for me, I think that was one way to numb off that body. If I am full, if my insides are, are stretched, then I have less of those. I I have less picking up on sensations that are happening. I, so since I have calmed myself and really paid attention to my internal body, I get very distinct messages about what's happening in my world and maybe even in the world around me. I, I, a lot of people will call that empathic being an empath. And, yeah. and I, that's very much true. I, I agree with it. But it is, if we break that down, I, I have sensations. Now, we have a lot of empaths that it's very destabilizing because they're just getting all these feelings. So that's why it's important to understand what those sensations are. You know, I understand, oh, that sensation is grief or that sensation is is insecurity. And then I can... I, I can put words to it and understand and figure out whether it's my own or whether it's someone else's. But the fundamental thing I think is t- to look past the food. That's not the end of the story. It's not just about um, the physical parts of the regiment or food and exercise. That's only one part of it. Our thoughts and beliefs about ourselves. Um, because I, I, I say to people, you only have to convince one person. So it doesn't matter what your size is. If you walk out into the world feeling that you are enough and beautiful, the world will show up and meet you there. So we can do to, you know, we could work on, we could do all the work and we could, we could restrict what the foods that we believe are bad. We could exercise the amount that we believe is the right amount, but 
if we we could also do the same work on on that mindset to where because that's the thing too I, even when i lost my weight it wasn't like some magic switch switch came on that says wow guess what you're the hottest thing ever it it didn't <laughs> i i felt good about myself but it wasn't like there was this huge switch that i would have thought was there i would have thought i would have no problems being a thinner person i would have thought you know these things so it was this real belief about myself those thoughts and beliefs and then my emotions really focusing on emotions those are the the misunderstood parts of of weight loss and and being able to sustain it over a, a long time and i i think a lot of people use different words they'll say yeah i just i just changed my whole life i changed my lifestyle you know I, it wasn't a i didn't make small changes i made a lifestyle change i would guarantee you that part of that lifestyle change had very much to do with their thoughts about what they were eating or their thoughts about what they looked like or their thoughts about their abilities or their emotions about themselves or their emotions about how they show up and how they're accepted within the world. Those were, those were parts of it. So, um, it, you know, yeah, the, the overall um, way that we view the body as needing to be a certain way is the very, vice that keeps us stuck and to figure out what's our individual best looking yeah. at our individual best and then doing the work to say that's enough because it's hard for all of us but it's but we can do it we can work enough to say that we get to a point where say i am enough mm -hmm. at this weight and at this height and at this body shape and that can be anywhere along the spectrum you know but uh yeah for sure. Being able I, to feel empowered, yeah, yeah, totally. I think I think with the like this, the, the like the magazines and the publications, I just don't think they'll ever change because I don't know how you could make um, this like emotional, energetic piece look sexy on a front page of a cover. Yeah. Like I just don't <laughs> think it's, I don't think it's possible. Right. At the end of the end of the day, for me, what you're talking about is like what what energy do you carry mm -hmm. most of the time? What do you what do you admit out there? Is you are you mm -hmm. in more of a state of happy, happiness, joy, gratitude, or are you mm -hmm. in like the lines of the more kind of like negative emotions? And like, mm -hmm. if you're let's say even even twenty thirty percent carrying those negative emotions around with you, your body's never really going to be in a position to literally change your change the matter, change the physical part of you and. You can go into the um, like digestive aspect of that, like you know the people who carry a lot of stress with them, a lot of negative emotions. Then then their body is not really in a strong position to break down their food to create nutrition for you. Right. You know, I I'm convinced if you gave like the most spiritually empowered monk a donut of diets for a month, none of their body markers would change, right? Because they would be able to mm -hmm. actually mm -hmm. um, take the nutrition necessary from from a donut and, and and eliminate the stuff that they wouldn't need and actually be able to manufacture ne necessary nutrition because that individual is is basically just like 100 percent mm -hmm. full of like love love and gratitude i suppose i don't know much mm -hmm. about monks but i i presume yeah. that most of the yeah. time they're in more of like an enlightened energetic deep aura state where they're you know mm -hmm. just in like the prime the prime way for their body to do what it does best which is to heal and make you feel good and to you know do all these cool things so yeah like what energy what energy is it that you're, you're emitting what's your relationship with weight loss what's your relationship with your body <clears throat> if it's anything remotely going towards the um you know the the negative side you're gonna struggle it's just gonna you could do it you could mm -hmm. there are totally people out there that that change their bodies purely of right. their own like rage and self-anger and jealousy and all right. these things people can do it it's super super rare uh, but mm -hmm. people people can totally do that they're not gonna they're, they're not gonna be happier at the end of the day when they do get their amazing body and they they, they look great they're never going to be happy with that because they're not right. changing the, right. the psych psychology but it's it's interesting that you know maybe that could be maybe the starting piece of a you know a deep habitual change with nutrition and food and all these other things that come with it can come in the the shape of like 
self-reflection with like meditation and like slow bodied yoga and things like that and breathing mm. becoming more conscious and aware of like what is going on with the mind and the body creating that internal creation where we can actually sense what's going on with our body and be a little bit more uh be a bit kinder mm -hmm. to this beautiful wonderful thing that's been you know that's just just quite re remarkable and marvelous when we give it the um when we give it the time and space and nutrients to do what it does best but we just get in we get in our own way so yeah. so much especially from the external things that we see you know from magazines and tv and these other things that we really really unfortunately allow us to completely change our internal state to being dependent on what's going on around us through our senses and forget yeah. that we do have this beautiful mind we do have this beautiful body that's got the ability to create chemistry that will benefit us yeah. um in so many that's so, many so profound okay, yeah that's thanks. so profound and and i think and that's the thing too is like you bring up a point too we can move into we do almost the same thing with that energy that we're emitted where we we kind of say okay i gotta emit good energy good energy good energy well there's the same wound there you know like let's look at it like you know sometimes we can so we go on this like I, I've, I've done this myself, you know, you go on this like positive attitude diet, you know, like I'm going to have a positive attitude, I'm going to have a positive attitude. And it's like, and then when you can't, or when you're having a hard day, then we go into shame, because we're not doing it right. Well, what if just what if we can't do it for a good reason? You know what I mean? What if in that moment, we had, like you say, some compassion for ourselves, that we're having a hard time right now. And for me, I've always done better having a practitioner help me through that. I can, it just is to have someone else work me through those feelings. has just been beneficial to me because sometimes when I'm in my own head, you know, I don't know what's left and what's right sometimes because you're just in that state. But um, you know, like, again, like just sometimes getting that positive, we need help even getting that positive attitude and, and it makes sense when we understand some of these, like I talked about before, when we talk about some of these missing pieces that we've lost along our way, you know, I, I, like the example I gave, how can I ever feel like I would be good if I had kind of compartmentalized that away, put that away somewhere, you know, my psyche had taken that belief that I was good and shut it down. And then I'm expected to be good. I can pretend I can, I know how to act like I'm good. I, I, I'm aware of that, but do I feel it? No. And how empowering that is to actually just really authentically have those positive emotions part of our toolbox. And sometimes we need help help with that. Sometimes that, and, and, and I think it's interesting, sometimes that has happened from a nutritional standpoint, and then sometimes it's happening and you know, and, and that the nutrition is missing. So we need to bring bring that in to to support that. And and it's like a, a circular thing. And then, some, and then that sometimes that nutrient comes in and then we're able to see that we have these emotions or we're able to, you know, have the ability to, um, we, we, it's like when one of the bodies is, is really depleted, I, I can't help support this balanced way of being. And so when each body's in full flow, then they support, can support each other. So I think it's fantastic that, you guys have taken on that role of being that that really um, important food nutrient that can support that part, so that now that part can also support this part, and then it can support this part. Our 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 health is the number one thing. If our health isn't isn't in uh, flow, isn't in check, that's going to take a lot of our capacity. That that just is. So it's really important to to look at health in an important way and if we can't get to that health understand why why we can't get there like yeah what's what's stopping us yeah we see so we just see some miraculous things especially with fm power plus which is our broad spectrum micronutrient our flagship product we see so many profound very quick changes within all types of people across let's say the spectrum of mental yeah. disorders because yeah. we are we're Re, we're re-establishing the, the more common nutrient deficiencies, especially mineral deficiencies that, that we see mm -hmm. with a lot of people. And you know, a lot of people who are either like, let's just say like mildly depressed or like super, super 
like clinically depressed mm-hmm. it's gonna be very very difficult for those those individuals to even think about like eating a decent meal right or even their bodies to even have the physical capability of breaking a good meal down like you could be you could be you could be pretty de- you could be pretty depressed or even mildly depressed and eat a really great nice organic meal every day mm-hmm. your body's not going to be able to get the nutrients available for it right and that's never going to really like push you through the barrier to make you kind of like lift that cloud of like depression to make mm-hmm. you think different thoughts that aren't continuously spiraling you into a depression but when you're taking a broad spectrum micronutrient that's so that's 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 processed in such a way chelated and bioavailable that suit doesn't matter how bad your digestion is you're consuming this product and you are getting it into your blood into your brain very very quickly mm-hmm. once you start doing that on a consistent basis even after just a few days people literally they, they say that it's like a veil is lifted off 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 their mm. mind and they're able to just like see the light at the end of the tunnel and it gives them the capacity and the ability to think a little bit differently think Mm -hmm. about maybe making a different choice rather than going for the bag of cookies they might Mm -hmm. go for a walk and go to the farmer's market and make their own food like it it's not going to like heal you or cure you you know in a very simple like one pill kind of a way like a one solution way it's just Mm going to give people the ability to think about other things that are not making them depressed and then going out there and doing them because we know that our mental health is it's holistic it's it's you know it's it's holism it's just more than just like one aspect but if you if you're physically and mentally not ever in a position to start thinking about those things moving your body sleeping better reducing screens hydration blah 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 we can go on forever you're never going to be able to do them if your body is in it doesn't have the resources resources to do to think about that in the first place but once you do then you can just start doing magical things agreed i i, I totally agree i when i interact with the mental emotional physical body those those kind of things i that to me the we held a lot of emotion in our abdomen that's where you know we have like if you think of like excitement it's usually in our abdomen if you think mm. of like fear it's usually in our abdomen we, we might have a lot of love and affection up here but we have a lot in our and so and that's 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 the place we absorb nutrients like right that's that's where that magic happens is in our gut that's where we um and so you know i think even piggybacking on the 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 weight loss or or even that whole thing i you know it's like that idea of hunger and what are we really hungry for and sometimes we we need like you say we need that support so so we're getting that nutrients so our body isn't hungering for something and then it can has the capacity to do to do other things so I, it totally makes sense to me it totally makes sense to me that you're having success with that that's that's great beautiful um just before we finish up, how's your husband doing now? You know, it's been fascinating. We have a really good therapist that he works with and understanding that for him, uh, his childhood wounding wasn't what happened, but what didn't happen. And it registered in his body as these as pain with no memory really attached to it because it, you know, if you don't get this attention, you know, if you don't get, Hey, how is your day today? Um, we need that biologically. We biologically need to be seen and heard. And when that didn't happen, you know, he, he had enough food and he, he had enough clothing and enough, but he, there was no attunement there. He, so in that still face experiment, he had dealt with that kind of a experience for most of his childhood. And it had caused a lot of, um, beliefs to be formed as well as these emotional wounds that are stored in his body so um, working through some of those things learning um, about some of the learning about the ACE score I don't know if you know anything about that that the ACE study which is adverse childhood experiences and how they can correlate those experiences in childhood uh, uh, up against some of these diseases like the correlations are just huge hundreds of percent versus, you know, you, you have about a f- when you move into four adverse childhood um, experiences, if you go to my web- website, michawiggle.com and scroll to the bottom, you can click on that and take the test. It's just a 10 question test. 
uh, I talk about it. Um, I, I have a podcast I, for the Wholeness Network podcast. We did an episode a couple a couple back where I really went into the ACE score and talked about the the correlations and how, you know, we have these experiences in our childhood and they've correlated them into um, with, you know, at, at four, if you have four, your, your um, probability of getting maybe some of these autoimmune diseases go up by like 400%. Like we're not just saying, Hey, it's not a 50% chance. It's like hundreds of percent. Your, the suicide rate is up 1200%. And the thing is, is these things, it's not just that happen to us, but they are built into the telomeres of our DNA and get passed down through generations. So it might not even been our thing. It might not even been our trauma that we're experiencing. So yeah, thank you for asking. He's doing much better. We're understanding those wounds and how they show up and how this need to be on high alert um, was what was causing a lot of the depression and anxiety, but it was his nervous system was developed under this state of anxiety and that became his normal state. His so default, yeah. his default. So and it, it, you can keep up with it for so long, but when we hit, sometimes when we get those forties, you know, those forties come and everything starts to slow down, mm -hmm. but no, I've got to have this, I've got to keep this up. I've got to keep up this hypervigilance because that's, what's keeping me um, alive, you know, exactly. to be on alert and out making sure I'm not going to get hurt. So calming, doing those exercises that I, there's a lot of Reiki I do, I do for him that helps calm that nervous system down, get, get that nervous system to feel safe and secure once again. So yeah, it, he's doing amazingly. And um, it's been really interesting to see. It's really been influential for me to really look at trauma. I've gone back and been trauma trained in a couple different modalities and different areas to really understand trauma and how that affects us and how it's a real you know what what is considered trauma and what does that look like and mm -hmm. and how does it show up and and what are our responses so yeah thank that's you for great. asking it's doing well that's great i'm glad to hear that so mm -hmm. where can people connect with you well i i have a website my website is my name mishawingle.com and then i also i'm an owner of and founder of uh a great platform called the wholeness network. And what we've done there is we've created a library of small videos, uh, you know, five, 10 minutes. We want it to be just easy, but it's like Netflix for wellness. And we've just got a lot of videos in there. We have, um, there's videos you can go along. I've done a bunch of tapping videos, you know, so when you're having some anxiety, you can get on there. I work you through a tapping exercise. We have, um, all kinds of support. It's support for mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual. And then we also have all kinds of emotional things where if I'm feeling depressed or if I'm anxious or if I'm experiencing grief or, or those kind of things. So it's this library, this video library that we have that's amazing. And we've just started, um, we added to that this whole new kind of platform. So that was just kind of a video, you know, these videos. And now we've added some live events. So you can go in and we have a, but we have our experts that come on um, live and I, I'm starting a twice a month, um, a twice a month gathering online there called thrive on where it, I, I I've created a step program. I think the, the 12 steps, are really, really fascinating. And so I kind of created my own and we were working the steps for whatever you've got going on. Great. And so that's, that's part of the library and it's great. So that's the wholeness, the wholeness network.com is where you can go there. And just uh, everything wholeness is my passion. Beautiful. That's great. Well, I'll make sure that all those links are available in the show notes for people to connect with you with those for those programs, those videos, and also your website as well. And I've got your social media tags perfect. as well. That's just your name as well. So that's that's easy. Yep. That's perfect. But thank you so much for coming on to True Hope Cast today. I think we covered some really beautiful topics, and I think we, I, I think we had a great chat. I hope you. Yeah. Do. I hope you do too. Yeah, it was a pleasure to be with you. I I support all that you're doing. I think you guys are amazing and i i wish and send all my blessings to your work and i see it as uh vital to our well-being so thank you for for doing the work 
course. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you again. And uh, that is it for this week. Thank you very much for listening, guys. I'll make sure that all those um, links to connect with Michelle are available in the show notes so you can get over there and check out her awesome stuff. I implore you to do so. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't yet. If you're, le- if you're listening on iTunes, leave us a little bit of a review. But that is it for this week on True Hope Cast. We'll see you next week.